Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. We are excited to be here for family service. I love family service. Uh, My favorite reason is because then my wife can be in here and we can be with our kids too. Come on. Crystal, I long to get to hear from you more on a Sunday morning uh, because she's always back there with the little kids because you're just really, really exceptional at it and you love them like Jesus does. But I I would love to hear from you today and I'm sure somebody else would love to hear from Crystal today. Wow. Guess I'm put on the spot, but we're excited about the move. We're excited about going, and I just want to thank you guys because you guys have been a part of it since the beginning. So, and how amazing you guys have been just to accept it and go. And we're so excited to go love on more people and reach more people and be unstoppable. So, thank you guys, seriously. Awesome. You probably the kids probably want you. I hear the. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Crystal. We love you. Hey, family service is really important. If you guys have been familiar a little bit with statistics of what happens to kids when they uh, transition to college, many walk away from their faith. And I really believe because we create a disconnect and really let a young person, young defined by under 18, experience the fullness of God in a radical way and calling them to a radical faith in Christ, and we lower the bar so small and we just hide them in a room. We want to incorporate them holistically into the whole family. What they're seeing constantly on a daily basis when they grab an iPod, grab an iPad, grab an iPhone, and they just start surfing, what they're going to find is a bunch of nonsense that isn't filtered. And so we have to unfilter everything and show kids, all the kids in this place, look at your parents, look at whoever brought you here. They're a kid too. They're learning too. Jesus is pastoring them. Jesus is leading them. We all need a coach. We all need training. And it is the best adventure on the whole entire planet to let Jesus lead, to let Jesus be everything, to let him have your whole heart. And that's a little disclaimer for the family service. Unstoppable, Jesus, church, in you. Jesus is unstoppable. His love is pursued and won everything because of the cross. The resurrection power of Christ now has eliminated any barrier that man has with God because of sin. It's created an access point for everyone to come and taste. And too often we find ourselves saying, I want to do it my way instead of his way. But when we give up and we lose our lives, we gain our lives. It's okay. Let the kids cry. Let the kids talk. This is good. It'll be good. It's going to teach uh, us how to push through. I hear some (laughs) Kids are going to cry. This is good. We said that in the dream team rally. If a kid cries, just welcome. Give him a little fist pound. Let's not give him one of these like, oh. I I dare to believe that some people didn't come today because they don't have kids. It's like, oh. Anyways, Jesus, the church is unstoppable. It is his mission. It is his team. It is his collective of what he wants to do on the world, in the planet. And then lastly, you are unstoppable. You might not feel unstoppable. We're going to turn to Galatians chapter 4, verse 7. Galatians chapter 4, verse 7 is extremely powerful. It says this, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And you could also insert daughter. And if a son, then an heir through God. An heir meaning that you have all of the rights of someone, of the possessions 
that is going to be passed upon the legacy of a family from the father to a son, the inheritance. When's the last time you saw yourself worthy of an inheritance? That you're an heir of God, that you're royalty in God. You are unstoppable. Galatians 4, 9, but now that you have come to know God, I love this, rather to be known by God. I want you to highlight and pause there for a second. Do you realize you didn't know God, God knew you first? That's the message of the gospel, that while you were enemies of God, God found you at your worst moment, chased you, and knows you. And as now that you walk with him and in him, rooted in walking out faith, you find yourself so connected to the call because he knows you. It can be almost scary sometimes to think that God knows my deepest thoughts, my secrets, but it can also be so liberating that he knows your deepest thoughts and your secrets, and he still says, you're an heir. He still says, I love you. Unfortunately, as Paul's writing this letter, Paul's an individual that was radically changed by Jesus Christ. He was Saul. He was killing Christians. Jesus showed up to him in a powerful way, converted him, changed him. He goes by Paul now, and then he finds himself sharing the gospel into different cities, and he's writing a letter because there's an issue that the church in Galatia is forgetting their first love. They're switching the gospel around. They're letting some stuff creep in. They're starting to add the law back again. So they've been free, they've been delivered, but they're wanting to go back and say, no, I want to be back in debt. I want to go have a bunch of rules that will tell me how I got to get right. And God is saying, be free. Let the grace of God transform you. How can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world? That's what the world is, weak and worthless. Whose slaves you want to be once more? Like, why is it that so often we find ourselves switching back to the very thing that God has set us free from? This morning, I hope you hear this loud and clear. Don't turn back. One of the keys to being unstoppable is you just don't turn back. You might have some hiccups. You might have some stuff along the way, but you're not like going to turn back where I'm going to go walk in the opposite direction. I am going to pursue Jesus. Even if I fall, I'm going to pursue him. Even if I stumble, I'm going to get back up. Even when he has me, he's going to grab, right? That's the essence of it. How Jesus is leading us. And he's leading us because here's what's so powerful. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are a child of promise. Anybody ever had a promise broken? Anybody ever broke a promise? Come on, every hand should be up. Giselle sings this song. I think Crystal taught it to her. I'm not sure who did, but it makes me sad. It's something like, God will never let me down, but, uh, but people will. And she was like, but daddy will one time. I was like, oh yeah, daddy will let you down, but hopefully not a lot. But the truth is we let people down. We break promises. Since the beginning of all of creation and all the narrative that's happening, I'm speaking to the depths of your soul today. I pray that something would ignite that's eternal that we would not be governed by what's time, we would not be governed by the weekly rhythm, we would not be governed by a paycheck, we would not be governed by just our relationships on this planet that are so volatile, but we'd be governed by the one who's pursued us. So what happens now is it shifts a different rhythm because when he promised that he would get his kids back, 
A lot of people get confused when you read the Bible. It's a, it's a fairly big uh, book, but it's, it's broken up of many different books, written in many different periods of time, written to specific people group. So if we were to read a letter to Lansing, it would be naive to think that every single thing would apply to somebody overseas. Fair? And so when we read the Bible, it's unfair to think that every single thing applies to us specifically with exactly how God responded in that particular time period. So when people read the Old Testament, they get confused because they think, what is this God that he's a God of wrath and he's a God of pain? And what is really missed in that thought process is, wait, man, sin is that serious and God's judgment is that real. But it's all through the banner and the tunnel and the umbrella of love that God is pursuing you. That faith is working through love. That God is pursuing you through love. And all he does is trying to get kids back home and every decision that he's ever had to make is because people wouldn't turn to him. They were turning back to the very thing that enslaved them. So God has set us free through the promise and that we are heirs through Isaac, that we are royalty. We're in the family. It talks about how in these two chapters, four and five and three and in Galatians, you see that God is setting people free and we have access that we can cry out to God so intimately because we've been adopted into the family of God. For somebody here, that's great news because when you think of your family, you wouldn't necessarily want to be adopted in it and you would think maybe my family, no one wanted me. The picture of the gospel is this. We get adopted into the family of God when we didn't deserve it through Jesus. And here's what's so beautiful. It's not like, you know how some people talk about, oh, that's my stepbrother or, you know, you're the stepchild. You've heard the term like redheaded stepchild. No, no, no. Not with God. It's like you're mine and you get everything. Everything that's due in my son, that he gets all of his righteousness and his royalty. When you put your faith in him, that's exactly what you exchange. You're covered in him. You're clothed in him. You got all that he has. That's exciting. Into the family of God, the family service. That's how you are unstoppable. You are unstoppable because it's Jesus that's in you. That's how we become unstoppable. So there's that promise, okay? There's that promise today because when we focus on him, we're able to walk through any storm. But the problem is we focus on me too much. Me. It's a quote here by Stephen Furtick. It says, the reason we struggle with insecurity, because if we're accepted by God, that means we're fully secure. So a lot of times when we're hung up and we're tripped up is the me, the biggest root is not knowing our true identity, not being truly free. And so it's insecurity. And insecurity is is a form of mockery to all that God's given us. Now hear this too. There is freedom to come to God with all of your brokenness and all of your pain, all of your depression, all of your insecurities, all your worries. But don't leave that place wanting to hold on to it. Because he can do something so beautiful where you don't have to deal with it anymore. It really happens. It can happen. Sometimes we've been walking through stuff for a month. We've been walking through stuff for a year. And that's okay. Like God is patient. But at one point, at some time, God has to break us of that nonsense because he wants to set us free. It happens. Freedom today is here for everybody. I hope we feel that. The freedom 
God has set me free. He can set you free. And he's constantly offering that freedom every single day. I can even feel there's like this, uh, uh, like a barrier. It's this whole thing. Like there's three conversations going on. One, you're uh, hearing what I'm saying to you. Two, you're hearing uh, how your mind is saying about what I'm saying to you. And three, there's the Holy Spirit having a conversation with you. And I can hear the conversation with the Holy Spirit in you. And it's going to something a little bit like this. But God, but God, but, but, but it hurts. And but, but this happened. And but you don't know my struggle. But, but, but. And he's just sitting there patiently like, I got you. I got you. I want to give you newness. Do you know about the resurrection power? I'm still here. He lets us just laugh and flip out. It's like a, just a perfect dad. You know, the kid's going crazy, temper tantrums, and the dad is just calm. That happens hardly ever. But God is calm. He's poised. And he pursues us. There's a term throughout all of the Old Testament. It's called hesed. And it's called steadfast. And you'll see it in the ESV translation a lot. And it means the loving kindness of God. That God is loving you, pursuing you, and his steadfast love has found you right in your seat. This isn't happy-go-lucky. It's just the gospel. The reason we struggle with insecurity is because we compare our behind-the-scenes, okay, with everyone else's highlight reel. You know how we exchange this? God sees all of our behind-the-scenes and we exchange it with Jesus's highlight reel. Come on, his highlight reel. Anyone like highlights? I used to watch Come Fly With Me, Jordan from the, oh, they had the music was perfect. Had some John Bon Jovi back in this. This is dating my age, my era. Anyone else watch Come Fly With Me? He come from the free throw line. Oh, ah. Music was awesome, wanted to be Jordan. And I, hey, I like Michael Jordan, but I'll tell you something happened to me when I got older. I realized Michael Jordan necessarily wasn't be a person that I would want to model my whole life after. Love Mike. Mike's cool. Mike's doing his thing. But Jesus became the person that I saw the highlight reel. Man, he's dunking from free throw lines. Like for real, lines. Walking on water, giving sight to the blind, hanging out with no one else that anyone wants to hang out with. He's right there covering them. He's right there drawing lines in the sand. He's saying, hey, if you don't have sin, fine, condemn her. Everyone left because we're all broken in need of a savior. And that's the beautiful message of life. It's what city life exists for, the life of Christ, of everything he is. Here's how we become unstoppable this morning. It's this illumination of what is true. You don't have to believe something for it to be true. You don't have to believe in gravity for it to be true. It's just true. You don't have to necessarily believe in the power of God today, but I submit this request to you. I believe it's just true. But I pray that you would start to fall in line and submit to the beauty and the truth of God. And what would happen is you start to become unstoppable and you see yourself in a different light as opposed to this. Anyone struggle with interacting with people sometimes, like being an introvert? People think just because I'm up here, I always want to talk to people when I'm out and about. Not necessarily true. Sometimes I just want to hide in the shadows. But God has a way that he always interrupts me. I can't ever just hide in the shadows. There was this time when I was at uh, the McDonald's on Jolly Dunkel. I took my daughter on a date, and I was just not feeling people that day. Just really excited all about my daughter. And... The Lord has a way of interrupting us as soon as we start to build our comfort land. And this lady comes up to me. She's like, Jerome. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? What's up? And uh, 
I'm like, I'm here with my daughter. My dad, I'm like trying to get words. I'm like, I'm here with my daughter. Like, daughter. She's like, you still rapping? Oh, I remember you. It was so great. I'm like, yeah, I'm still, still rapping. I don't have anything to give right now. Nothing. Like, go away. You know, I just want my chicken nuggets. She's so nice. And as I pause, and I'm like, I love you. This is great. And she was gentle. She encouraged me. And I brought up my daughter about four more times. And finally, she left. And then Giselle's looking down. She's like, Daddy. And I'm like trying to take pictures. It's beautiful. Set it on a crystal. Like, look what our kids are doing. And then, 20 seconds later, guy walks up. Are you Jerome? I said, yeah, yeah, yep. And he's like, hey, I'm a pastor. And I was a pastor in Lansing. And I'm a missionary now overseas. And I just want to tell you, I've been watching everything that God's doing in city life. And it speaks so much to me because it's some of the things that I was doing when I was pastoring in Lansing. And you know what happened in that moment? I said, all right, God, I'm done. I'm done complaining. I'm done talking about I'm going to not be interruptible. And I'm listening because my life is not mine. We have this idea like less of me and more of God, which is partly true, but it's none of me and all of God. And so I don't get to decide what God wants in that particular moment. And so that guy sits down and he starts encouraging me. He says, you know what? I was on the corner of Jolly and Waverly and I had this idea for basically like a block pastor where I would live in the neighborhood, love people, and I would hang out with them. And I was having these events for kids and doing all these things and inspiring all these kids. And I'm watching what God is doing in city life. And it's almost as if it's an extent, a, a continuation of the vision God has given me. And I was like, yo, thank you, man. I'm like, this is great. Hang out with yourself. I'm leaving on cloud nine because God has encouraged me through somebody because I let my life be interruptible, not really internally, but I just showed up in a public place and I let God just do something and he'll do it in spite of me. And that's what he was doing. He'll do it in spite of you. But sometimes you got to stop when he keeps, uh, keeps showing up. He keeps knocking. He keeps interrupting your situation. We got to pause and say, okay, this is God. Not the but, 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 but this is God the peace of God that's here today, the freedom that's here today. And I find it very interesting because that was several months ago and here we are now getting ready to go move right towards Jolly Waverly. So what God saw is maybe, a, or a, is what we saw is a later situation. Like in several years, we'll get over there because we'll get block pastors over there. But now God's like, you know what? I want you to love the South Side. Some call it the dirty South. We call it the holy South. We're excited about it. We've been knocking on doors these last few days, just meeting people. And I'll tell you, people are excited. They're inspired. Several people were like, that's what I can wear to church? Yeah, you can wear this to church. Wow. Okay, I'll see you next week. November 6th. Come on, park on the south side of Southside Community Center. We're going to have a great day. I think we're going to have some pie just to fit the season. Some sweet potato pie, some apple pie. So at the very least, come get a piece of pie and you could leave. But I think Jesus will wreck you before you can leave. First John 4, 4. Here is the secret sauce. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. Talking about the world, talking about deceivers, talking about false antichrists in the political season. Where are we putting our hope in? Where are we trying to get power? Who do we think has it all? Where do we think success looks like? How are we looking at that we think position or status is going to give us hope? Look, you've overcome it all. It doesn't matter what's happened to you. you got to understand, this is being spoken to people that are going to be killed and murdered for the gospel. Powerful. We're sitting in a room today because Jesus invested in 12 and he showed up in bigger crowds as well. And the ripple effect was gigantic that God's plan A was you and me. If I was writing the story, I wouldn't put plan A on me. And 
I've been around some of y'all. I would not put plan on it, play on you either. But God did it that way, that he would work through the weak. He would work through the broken. Newsflash, every single person in this room is weak compared to an almighty God. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. That's what I'm talking about, Emily. That is awesome. Okay, check it. Look, he is greater than me. That's what this all boils down to. How are you unstoppable? Because he is greater than you. He is greater than me. Philippians 4, Paul writes this. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. And in every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Let me break some of this down a little bit. This means if, you're, if, if life has dealt you a good hand or a bad hand, you've learned the secret of how being content in every situation. I need more of this today. I need more of this today. I need more of this today. I pray that's your prayer. I need more of this today. God, more of this today. When you pray, he hears, he answers. He's already interceding for us. I love it. I've learned the secret of facing plenty, hunger and abundance and need. Do all things through him who strengthens me. Look at the wording there though. I can is really small. Skipped over it, right? I, I can. Because how do we typically read it? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Like sports athletes wear this on their face. I can do all things. Okay, wait, wait, let me tell you. That means if you lose, you can do all things. Because wait, the victory isn't necessarily upon what's circumstantial. That's why it's little. I can by itself is nothing. It's really, really small and puny. Like, it should be like this. I can do something, all things through him. It should be so loud. Who strengthens me. That's how the t-shirt should be. I think we should get some of these t-shirts at City Life. So creative team, I think we should get some of these. And just I can should be so tiny. Do all things through him should just be gigantic who strengthens me. Me should be really, really small because the power's in him. And here's what's so liberating. This is why I want to invite you in. This is what I'm so passionate about. I want to invite you in this today. When you let him lead you, you get his strength. Come on. Don't give up. Don't turn back. Don't. I met with a pastor this week over on the west side, right where we're going to be moving, Pastor Terrence King. And he said a quote. He said, how much, one, how much you are willing to give up Will, be, will determine how much you are willing to gain. I love that. So I, through him, is how it all works out. God asked me a question. And I think it's a similar question he would ask you. And I'll close with this thought. Is, um, we, were, we were coming from Atlanta back to Lansing to plant the church. And we had spent some time visiting some uh, amazing leaders, learning from them, figuring out how they operate, how they interact, and, and, and just basically being on their staffs for, for a three-month period. 
When I say we, it was my family and uh, the Gillerys. So Rob and Christina, and Christina was pregnant, and she was uh, super sick all the time. She was like, you know, having the pregnancy, throw up, like all the time, right? And, and so Crystal's home with all the babies because we only had one minivan, and we were, I mean, we were all in in this particular season. We're all in every season, but this was, this was unique. But it was awesome. They say, what's the number one thing that can grow a family close together? Go camping. <laughs> and because you're going to fight the whole time. We went on a retreat one time with Sounds Good Ministries and we like camped. All, all, we tried to fix the boat for about 30, 30 days, it felt like. The boat almost broke. There was a crazy storm. I don't even know if we did anything beneficial, but it, we talk about it till, still to this day. Camping. You want to get the flam- family close together, go experience some adversity together. And so we're driving home. We caught a bug though. There was this virus that spread so fast and I look, we looked it up online because it was within like an hour another person was getting it and an hour another person was getting it. It says any place in public places or hotels, you can catch this virus. And you get super sick aggressively for about 12 hours. I'm the last one to get it. I'm just praying, please, God, let's get home. We're in Michigan. Finally, I get it. And we got to stop like every exit. That's sick. We get to almost Howell. And I, I said, I, I looked at Rob. I said, Rob, we can't do it. We got it. We got to pull off somewhere. I'm going to stay the night. He's like, come on, we're so close. We're so close. He's like, I'll drive. I was like, I can't even ride. It's either me drive or we're not going. And, and he's like, okay. And I felt like the Holy Spirit just said, pull off the road. I pulled off the road and I'm so gracious. They'll remember this moment. You can ask them further in detail. They're so gracious how they were. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me for about an hour long. We sat at a gas station and all I did was write. And the Lord was speaking to me. And he spoke to me about all my life and how he was there and how he was greater in every situation and how he's going to do something great and how, yeah, I was born in Ypsilanti, but where am I driving? I'm driving to Lansing. I'm trying to take you there. So, but the question I got to ask you, Jerome, will you still serve me through the storm? Because by the way, not only were we sick, it was pouring rain, pouring rain. It's a lot different than Atlanta and Tampa weather. It poured for a second, but boy, palm trees. Here we are going to Michigan, home of the potholes, right? I knew when I hit the border, I felt it. It was beautiful because I answered, Lord, of course. He said, the storm will pass and that's where the growth takes place. Just follow me and storms will come, but they will pass. Follow me. And I can tell you now, year and a half later, storms have come, storms keep coming, but we keep serving God, we keep planting, and we keep seeing God make us grow. We keep seeing it every time. That's the question God's asking you today. Will you still serve him through the storms? Because it really has to do with the perspective of me and we. If you think that you control the storms, you'll give up when every single one happens. And you'll look around, you'll complain about all the storms of life, But when you can see that there's beauty in the storm, that you could dance in the rain, and it's truly in the form of how you see everything, perspective. God is over the storms. And we have an eternal view and an eternal home. And so therefore, I want to encourage you today to continue to get past yourself to where there is help. Just get past yourself to where there's help. There's not an issue on this planet that Jesus can't resolve in the heart. He's there for every mess. If I had to title this message, here's what I would title it with. I would say, he is greater than me and living in me. That's why I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because greater is he who lives in me than he who's in the world. 
And I think that's what Paul got when he was writing. I've learned how to abound or have lack. I've learned how to be well-fed or be hungry. I've learned the secret to have plenty, is to be content in all circumstances. And that's how we will become unstoppable. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you so much for your grace. I thank you for every kid here and every family here. And for those that one day, maybe they'll start a family. I pray that we would always have a a generational view, that we would care about the next generations. God, right now, so many of your kids in the room look at the equation of life and put me in there first. And that's why we get tired. That's why we get exhausted. That's why we feel like giving up. But I pray today we would give it all up to you. I pray that we would lose it all for you. I pray that we would not grow weary in doing good and we would not turn back to the elementary things of the world. They're weak. They're nonsense. They'll never give us joy. But you and your truth gives us joy. God draws close. I pray that each person would take radical ownership in letting you be the greater one in their life. And ownership being that they'll take it serious to get to know you deeper through your word. But like Paul said, rather be known by you. How cool is that? That when we show up, you're already there. When you walk in the room, when we're running, everything changes. God, deliver addictions today. Give freedom to anxieties and insecurities that have crept in for too long. God, I pray that you would give endurance for those that are suffering. I pray that you would let the celebration of those that are at great stages of life that we can look to inspire us. And through all walks of life, we would remember you. That life begins and it ends with you and you're the greatest adventure this world has ever seen or ever will see. God, lead us to love others, but let it always come from a place that we're loved to love, that you first loved us. That's why we love the city. You first loved us. When we were kids, that's why we love kids. And you love us. At the last stages of our life, you love us. God, keep us all unique of how you've created us. Let us not lose the individuality and the identity that you have, the uniqueness that you have for each person here. But let us collectively come together in a common unity in you. That we can still be diverse and distinctive, but we're unified in a great master worker that writes an amazing novel and a story that we can all be a part of. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. Jesus, Jesus, there is no other name. Yeshua, thank you. Fill this place. We commit and we submit. God, help us to lead better. Help us feel the healthy amount of conviction it is to lead our families and to lead those that maybe don't have families. Help us see the one. 
Help us have moments when we feel given up and pulling off on the side of the road and I can't do it anymore that we would remember, wait, God just wants us to get up and keep walking through the storms because he is with us. Therefore, we will fear nothing. Fear nothing. We pray this through your powerful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelancing.com. You belong here.